listening to Skylight, the Skylight Books podcast. Skylight Books is a general interest bookstore in the Los Feliz neighborhood in Los Angeles. You can shop with us from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. or visit us online 24-7 at skylightbooks.com. Follow along at Skylight Books Instagram and Twitter. You can subscribe to the podcast on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Thank you for listening, and now on to the episode. Hello, my beautiful listeners, and welcome to Skylit. This is the Skylight Books Podcast, and I'm your host, Lance Morgan. Today, I'm so excited to welcome Tanya Kohan, writer of the book of Korean diaspora poems, The War Still Within. Before we start, I just want to remind you that Skylight Books is now fully open. However, we are still adhering to the mask mandate, so please, please, please bring your mask when you come visit us, and be aware of the people and staff around you. Well, come on by. We've missed you. We're still um, open on our, our online ordering on our website is still available. So please check that out as well. All these books that we talk about on the podcast are available on our website. Tanya Kohong is a bilingual Korean American poet and translator. Born and raised in South Korea, Tanya emigrated to the United States at the age of 18. She writes in both English and Korean, and she currently translates the work of author Arthur Z into Korean. She has written on parenting, culture, marriage, and women's issues as a columnist for Korea Daily since 1998, and has taught Korean languages, creative writing, and bilingual writing workshops to both Korean and English audiences. She has organized dozens of multicultural literary events in Southern California, and and has been a literary talk show host. Tanya's poems has been translated into Korean, Japanese, Bosnian, and Albanian. Tanya is the author of four poetry collections, most recently The War Still Within, Poems of the Korean Diaspora, written primarily in English, in which just got a Kowan Memorial Foundation. Before that, she published Mother to Myself in Korean, Yellow Flowers on a Rainy Day in English, and Generation One Point in Korean with English translations. Tanya, I'm so excited to have you on today. How are you? I am doing really, really good. How are you? Thank you so much. No problem. Good. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be so exciting. We have so much good poetry to talk about, too. It's yes. the topic I'm so excited to talk about, yeah. which is your poems. <laughs> your beautiful, beautiful <laughs> Thank poems. You. So you have a reading for us today? Yes. Um, I... Uh, was going through and then since I was like writing like for a long time and uh, for like my first book generation 1.5 which I published in 1993 mm-hmm. and which is like it feels like so relevant even today so I wanted to start with a little bit from there how about that sounds good sounds great so uh, at there like what I say why I was writing this poetry book, Generation 1.5. And at the time, I was just an immigrant um, living in the United States, like maybe 
10 years at the time. Mm-hmm. And this is my sort of confession in the poetry book, say, life from one extreme to another. Mm-hmm. And that feels, um, I feel so much for one part to another part. Like, um, it was just like really interesting to say, like, who am I? I feel like two different people living in one body, you know? It feels like a push and pull each other. And that was uh, why I was like writing this poem, poetry book, editing, and this poem came out which I wanted to share with you is The Gap. And actually that was the first um, English poem that I wrote. When I wrote this poem, I was feel like, okay, who am I? And obviously Tanya is not my Korean name. Hyunhae is my Korean name. And while I was um, writing this poetry book, as I say, that I felt like, whoa, there's a big gap between me and myself. So I know that our listener cannot see, but at this point, I wanted to show you this poetry that called The Gap. And while I was writing, and then I want to say, oh, that is like making me triangle with the visualized. So I wrote this poem. And when I um, translate in ink, Korean, it become mm. upside down. Mm. Can you believe wow. it? So like a one yeah. language. So like that's the part like one body, mm. two different people living in one body. So wow. I'm gonna share this poem with you first. And then people, even though you're not immigrant or you're um, born here, raised here, you still feel gap in your life. And then mm. When I ask the students to write about, um, share with this poem and then write your gap poem. And then they just write it like in 10 minutes and then write beautiful poems. So while you're listening this poem and then you stop the car and then maybe you can write a poem about the gap. Okay, so I'm gonna share with you the gap. Gap between Kiana and Tanya. Gap between Seoul and Los Angeles. Gap between rice and bread. Gap between kimchi and salad. Gap between my natural skin and my mother's, my cover skin. Gap between my mother tongue and my second language. Gap between my inherited blood and my transmitted blood. Gap, the gap between me and myself. So let's, you can see the triangle there. And when I um, translate it, into Korean, it goes like this. Gap. Hyonewa Tanya, Kusaye Gap. Solga Los Angeles, Kusaye Gap. Papka Bang, Kusaye Gap. Kimchua Salad, Kusaye Gap. Desaga Topuchin Kasan, Kusaye Gap. Mokugoa, Che Ibuko, Kusaye Gap. Hagonan Piwa, Shirden Pi, Kusaye Gap. Nawa, so it becomes upside down triangle. And wow. yes, just, wow, that was, you know, I'm saying, wow, that was 
I mean, just experiencing that, that was, you know, the try I visually listeners, you probably, you not probably can't, so you can't see it, but mm. just visually too, seeing how you're describing those triangles and how you're describing, you know, going yes. backwards and forwards the two ways. It just, it feel I, it feels amazing to see, understand, you know, that gap in yourself. I'm sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> oh no, that is just like perfectly. And then I think like this is like especially um, I had like a workshop through like mm-hmm. you know high school students during pandemic, mm-hmm. and we work through Zoom, mm-hmm. and um, this poem really helped the students write about their gap between. Mm-hmm themselves being pandemic you know all that kind of stuff is open them to express their feelings so actually um next year i'm planning to do another workshop with the high school students and then i think this is like the time that we could just like really go deeper with yourself within yourself and then write about what what is really bothering me or what will break it through our gap isn't that like that's what is important don't you think yeah Yeah, so yeah yeah no I mean that especially with your like teaching that through the pandemic when you know Mm -hmm. even I I, the gaps that weren't caused by the pandemic but like were opened up you know like were revealed because of everything happening it just I, I mean your high school students must have been so you know, moved by you, you teaching that and you showing them. And also like emotionally, I bet it helped them a lot process their feelings throughout the it, pandemic. It, it was a heartbreak to see that um, it, it is, this is like a very interesting conversation mm-hmm. um, that like, you know, LA school or district that you could be off the, camera when you teach so students mm-hmm. be on but they could be off the camera mm-hmm. so they don't have to respond to what you say and mm-hmm. then i cannot see them if they are not computers not i mean the camera is not on right. so it's almost like you're doing the monologue with yourself mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and um and um there, like, so then, like, during pandemic, so that I got their uh, poems by, through the email, and it was just, like, heartbreaking to mm. hear what they need to say, because they're the age you need to go out and, you know, hang out mm. with the friends and all that kind of stuff. It's got all locked down, and then they are not able to do it. And um, I think that I, I think like it feels like I could relate to their emotions mm-hmm. because I had that emotions when I came to the United States, not knowing the language, not knowing the culture, and feels being outsider, feels feel locked in. And um, so that was a, just like an interesting feeling and then we could connect it emotionally. And mm-hmm. I think... Um, this is a very important to share the part so that I wanted to share one of the poems that I wrote uh, mm-hmm. when I was in college, I think, at the time, because like it's very important to 
uh, role as a role. And I think this is the part that I, I wrote it like when I was really angry mm-hmm. to my roommate. So then when I translate it into Korean, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just trying to share with you how the language does, how the gender does. Mm-hmm. And it became very soft language because I was woman. I am a woman. So then when you translate in Korean, it became very soft voice. But when I read it, wrote it in English, I was very angry. So then I could express like, you know, my anger through when I recite in English. No trespassing. I am a closed door. You knock on my door before you come in. It is time for to me alone and rest. I can just throw open my special room. Even if you're my lover, my close friend, or my mentor. For maturing for an advantage soul, I must keep my door closed. If you force your, your way in and bring confusion to my console, I will lose my peace and I will break down from sadness. I'm a closed door, closed door. Please keep knocking on my door until I open the door myself. Yeah. And so I translated in Korean and then I said, if I read it like that, uh, people will say, no good. So then it becomes like this. 금지 구역. 나는 닫혀 있는 문, 닫혀 있는 문입니다. 그대 들어오기 전 나의 문을 두들겨 주세요. 지금은 홀로만의 시간이 필요한데 나는 나의 물실을 쉽게 열 수가 없답니다. 당신이 나의 연인, 가장 친한 친구, 혹은 나의 선생님일지라도 풍성한 영혼의 성장을 위해 지금 나는 나의 문을 닫아야만 합니다. 만일 그대가 나의 문을 밀치고 들어와 나의 영혼을 혼동케 한다면 평화를 잃은 나 슬픔으로 무너져 버릴 것입니다. 나는 닫혀 있는 문, 닫혀 있는 문입니다. 그대 나의 문을 두들겨 주세요. 제가 그 문을 스스로 열기까지입니다. How does sound? So soft, isn't it? No, it sounds it sounds soft and emotional at the same time. You know what I mean? Like the emotion um, comes through there a lot, easily it comes through. And I feel like you, listening to it, I got like to see a different side of you reading that poem. You know what I mean? But uh, Lance, how you feel like listening uh, English mm-hmm. that I express my anger mm-hmm. and frustration Right. Hey, you know, close door. But then when I translated in Korean, Mm -hmm. I become soft. And then it's almost like apologizing to (laughs) exactly. And I am tired of that. Well, it's I I, I do. And Mm -hmm. for me, I didn't feel like it didn't feel like an apology. And um, you know what? I'm not going to put my own. Put my own thing on there. If you if you feel like it made it sounded more like an apology, I, that is that is your truth and that is how you feel about that. Uh, okay. But when, I, when I was listening to it, I thought more of it like you processing that anger into something more understanding of why you're why you were angry in there versus why 
mm-hmm. um, versus like apologizing, more like being like, oh, this is why I feel the way I feel. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. So then uh, let's try this. I like this. How we do it. <laughs> I like this. So, you know, I'm having fun. I like so. What I'm gonna do? I'm go- so mm. then like that was like early stage of the, my poem, and then I mm. think like actually I really need to go back that uh my poetry book generation one point five, mm-hmm. and um because that like a lot of emotion is still raw to me, you know. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to go back and visit there, and then do um looking at it and just like for one part like um is the poem that a lot of young generation sort of um related is Mm -hmm. the one of the poem in there is bulimia Mm -hmm. and um another part like as a growing up as asian um children they were like really lack of sharing the emotions and then mm-hmm. a lot of um yeah so that like actually uh one of the grad school students came to me after she read this bulimia and then she came to me and say um i have a bulimia and then i never could express to my parents my mom Mm-hmm. And so she actually asked me the permission to write that bulimia in her dissertation. And then, of wow. course, I gave her a dissertation. Mm-hmm. But um, just part is like that. Um, it's not just like a bulimia itself, but like about culturally, emotionally, mm-hmm. how much we just like stuff in and then we cannot share our pain. Mm-hmm. We cannot express our anger. We cannot express all these emotions. And then you just are suffering. And then hopefully through like these poems, I hope like reach out so many people who's in pain and then give them a space to share their frustrations, mm-hmm. their true emotions, mm-hmm. and then be come forward to say, this is who I am. So I am not going to share this poem because we got so many other poems to share. But um, so I just wanted to, I just wanted to, I think like that's my goal, like in Mm -hmm. a way that wanted to share and then open up the space for people who are not able to share their true feeling, Mm -hmm. but through the art form through the mm-hmm. poems, they can write and then they can share. I think that I wanted to provide that platforms and do they you, do my poem. Yeah. Do you feel like that's a mission for you of writing poetry? Like people to like give voice for other people's emotions and feelings and experiences, as well as doing it for yourself, like giving, like, you know, releasing these mm-hmm. inner thoughts and inner feelings for yourself but also giving other people uh, ways to i don't know release that in themselves see it on page how they also can feel oh gosh Lance, like that is just like amazing question that you um asked me because um yeah um uh, because i think that 
you know, Korean is my mother tongue, and then I've been mm. writing in Korean. But the full first time that you, um, I do a lot of literary, um, the hosting the organizations and stuff like that was, uh, for first like for first generation Korean um, American who writes, and then they just keep writing Korean, so they just share among themselves, but they cannot bring the voices to uh, diversity. So mm -hmm. that is the, exactly one of the reasons that I wanted to bring their voices mm -hmm. to everybody. This is how we feel, you know? So that's why one of the um, organization that I did was like hosting bittersweet immigrant stories um, so that everybody could share, you know, their voices. And then mm -hmm. another part was, thank you. Um, the part was being women and then mm -hmm. also very silent, you know, the silent voice. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you read it, like one of the, my anchor poem is called Come for Women. Mm -hmm. It's the for during um, World War II sexual slavery. Yes. So that is the another part like that yeah it took me a long time to write about it and then mm -hmm. um that was one of the reasons i wanted to bring out the silent voice so i'm gonna read mm -hmm. a part of that a little bit later but like immigrant voices and then yes so i think more i write and the more i share that is like one of the uh, mission that i mm -hmm. wanted to bring out on voice the voice silent mm -hmm. to you know voice in their voices and then share true feelings you know mm -hmm. and this is how i feel this is like our voices yes mm -hmm. so i think that's like my mission and then also the bridging the gaps too you know um it even it's just really hard like um korean to english and then i just sent you to youtube that um mm -hmm. korean translation center like they upload my youtube and yes. i try to do include english as possible too but when i send it to people korean people say like uh it's all korean or like mm -hmm. and then american people say there's a translations you know mm -hmm. but i wanted to say sometimes that like um yes it's gonna be hard but like it just can you just like sit down and then trying to a little bit understand you know right. like just sit down breathe in mm -hmm. breathe in and then you may understand a little bit mm -hmm. so in for said that like i'm gonna read one poem yes. in korean first and then mm -hmm. i'm gonna let you figure it out <laughs> 둘째 시간 어두운 방으로 불려갔다 창이 없는 미세스 로페즈가 그림책을 보여주었다 강, 내가 말한다. 틀렸어. River, 라고 그녀가 말한다. River, 내가 말한다. River가 아니라니까. River, 그녀가 말한다. 그렇게 말했어요. I, it, it felt, it felt like it was, um, <laughs> you got, I'm trying, I'm, I'm like, I, I'm, 
I'm afraid of being wrong, actually. That's what no, I, there's no right and wrong, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you're right. I think that's what my what's limiting me right now. But I yes. feel like, I feel like if I had to think about what I, what I process that as is like how my body, mm-hmm. how the, how the body is like, flows together or like go everything flows throughout you and how important that is Mm -hmm. is that is that close am I wrong like you know the 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 different how everything in the body works together in unison and harmony kind of there's like a harmony in yourself Mm -hmm. am I wrong (laughs) no I mean Lance like it's not right and wrong I think that this this is really important. I think that's what it is. See, mm. you're like, I'm reading to you, and then you're like, am I right or wrong? <laughs> what What is the right and wrong? Like, that is like, that's the thing, like, we're making border, right? Right and wrong. And then um, we're dividing by communities and divided by the languages, divided yeah. by right and wrong, white and black, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so I think... Um, I'm gonna read it to you in um, English, but um, that was the poem came out like just out of blue mm-hmm. that my experience when I was learning English. Mm-hmm. And here I am, I reading like reading like philosophy books and age mm-hmm. of like 18, whatever, but I have to go and learn how to say river right, you know, with mm-hmm. a picture books. And then you feel like, oh my God. And what I am trying to say, I think like the, um, I explained it in YouTube as well too. So we talked mm-hmm. about the silences. Like, so if you keep get corrected, then you're just like hesitated to speak what you feel. Am mm-hmm. I being wrong? Ooh, maybe I shouldn't say it. Then you become silent. And then that's why the immigrant people be silent, not share. Mm-hmm. And then that's why that we get the stereotype. Oh, they're so quiet. Well, because sometimes like you get judged, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, to sharing and opening up, and I still have like a hard time to pronounce R, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, but if I stop like, no, that's not what I say. You know, that's this R word in R sound. If I stop, then like I am stopping uh, expressing myself. And then if you stop sharing yourself, then mm-hmm. we, we get stopped. And then we have like no communication. We have no mm-hmm. business to get to know each other. Right. But here we're talking each other. You know, mm-hmm. that is very important. So that was just like a little part, but um, I think you got you have to put the put um somebody else's shoes, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and then trying to understand. I think that's very important. It's like, what is feel like putting your shoes? Right. So this is actually saying second period. Mm-hmm. I am called into a little dark room. Windowless, Mrs. Ropage show me a picture book. Gone, I say. No, river, she says. Liver, I say. Not liver, it's a river, she says. 
That's what I said. River, river, river. Come, it's a come. She shook her head. Look at my mouth. She says, river, river. I say, then shut my mouth. Wow, that that silence at the end there too. I I just wanted to like sit in it forever. The wow, <laughs> very powerful. I'm sorry. I feel bad for breaking the silence now for breaking that moment there. How oh. how do you feel? I feel like you. A lot of emotion came from you there at the end. How do you feel? How do you feel when you when you speak that poem? When you, you oh know. gosh, you know, and then also, why are you just like saying that? It's like almost like you know, every time I need to like talk in the group, mm-hmm. it's almost like uh, the first poem that I read, like it just waiting for the permission, like when we are in this group, right? And then mm-hmm. we're saying like, who wants to talk? Mm-hmm. Rarely like raise a hand, but like I learned like if I, if I have supposed to go talk, like if let's say go down, you know, mm-hmm. the, um, you know, the circle right to mm-hmm. left or whatever, then if I have a position to talk, then mm-hmm. I will talk. But then a lot of times, um, oh, so what do you think? And really hands like raise a hand because I feel like, oh, my opinion is not gonna be important or mm-hmm. I'm taking somebody else's time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like being silent, it's like, you know, uh, what is being silent? And- Just like, and then that's the thing, like you keep, correcting somebody else's pronunciation or like opinion mm-hmm. then what did you become so when you're like just a stop like in the group and then if you don't share and almost like you're like asking permission and then you have to be right mm-hmm. your opinion and then you wanted to make sure that your opinion is very important to share. Right. Um, so for, I think like I just looking at the time. So I wanted to share one of um, my anchor poem, right? That mm-hmm. I think I need to share that, right? Um, yes. So that like, well, I wanted to share about uh, the comfort women called Wiambu and um, I don't know if how we're gonna relate to this, but uh, also they've been silent 46 years. Though they've been silent 46 years, and the first women came out to say I was a couple of women is 1991. Paxson mm-hmm. came and came announced to say that uh, I was a couple of women. So mm-hmm. why? I think think about it being a woman and then had that situation, I felt like even though she came to say it, that she wouldn't get the support. Mm-hmm. And then also another part, she may get uh, blamed for it. 
mm-hmm. and know who's gonna believe her, you know? Yes. So uh, I think that that's just like a really, uh, that's why like I wanted to write a poem about this in mm-hmm. monologue so that trying to, you know, probably I cannot even imagine but like as possible possible to honor their feelings mm-hmm. and then to give them a voice. Mm-hmm. A woman named Hapsun Kim came forward to denounce the Japanese for sexual enslavement of more than 200,000 women during World War II. They were known as weibo in Korean, comfort women in English. 1991, Seoul, South Korea. The voice on TV is comforting, like having a person beside me, talking all the time while I eat my burnt rice grill, suddenly in Japanese. But we didn't. Those women came to us for the money. We never forced. I dropped my spoon into my living room. On the screen, a photograph of young girls sit in the open shop, like the one I wrote in the Sunja over the rice field road years ago. 3 a.m. Waking in a cold sweat, I grabbed Jalki for a cup. But my throat still burns. I reach for a cigarette and white smoke spires. Like a Sunja's wandering soul, they call me Uyabu, a comfort woman, but I have name. 1941, that autumn, autumn night, Japanese soldiers withering swords dragged me away while I was gathering pine needles that fell from my basket, filling the air with the scent of their white blood. When you scream in your dream, there's no sound. On the model, grandma's making something, asking mom, is the water boiling? Will she bring a pine needle before I, eyeballs fall out? I feel pain there. They put a long stick between my legs. Open up, open, they rage, spray, their sperm, smell of burning breath, burning light, panting, grunting, on top of me, under my blood, I am dying. 1943, Shanghai, China. One night, a soldier asked all the girls, who can do 100 men? I raised my hand, Sun Jia did not. The soldiers put her in boiling water, alive and fed us. What is the living? Is Sun Jia living in me? 1946, Jinju, Korea. One year after liberation, I came home. Short hair, not wearing humble, not speaking clearly. Mother hid me in the back room. At night, she took me to the well and washed me. Scars sealed with a hot steel, like a burnt bark, like roots of old trees all over my body. Under the crescent glow, she smiled when she washed me. 
my baby, your skin is like white jade, dazzling. She bit her rolling, washing my belly softly, but they had whipped open my womb with a baby inside. Mother made white rice, seaweed soup, put my favorite white fish on top, but mother, 46, Jinju. Okay, we're good. 1946, Jinju, Korea. One year after revelation, I came home, short hair, not wearing hanbok, not speaking clearly. Mother hid me in the back room. At night, she took me to the well and washed me. Scars sealed with hot steel, like burn bark, like roots of old trees, all over my body. Under the crest and glow, she smiled when she washed me. My baby, your skin is like white jade, dazzling. She bit her lower lip, washed my belly softly, but they had ripped open my womb with a baby inside. Mother made white rice and seaweed soup, put my favorite white fish on top. But mother, I can't eat flesh. The night in the granary, she hanged herself, left her little bag in my room, my dowry with a rice bowl. Father threw at me, waved his hand towards the door. I left at dusk, 30 years, 40 years, forever, mute, 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 buried with me. They call me Uyambu. I had a name. 1991, 3 a.m. The night, the thousand blue stars became white butterflies through ripped rice paper and flew into my room. One, one hundred. 1,000 butterflies, endless white butterflies going through the web in my mouth into my unhealed red scars, stitching one by one. Butterflies lifting me, heavier than that. Butterflies opening my bedroom door, heavier than shame. At dawn, I stand. Wow, that, I mean, how, how do you feel, you know, writing this the, emotionally, like the <sighs> generational um, trauma, I mean, that's pro that, it, that it brings up in you, I'm guessing it's just incredibly just powerful. Uh, it, it was really, like I mean um, I didn't even know about comfort women until um, I was start writing about um, the you know women writers in Korea and then I was searching and then I would somehow the picture um, came out through my research and then I said what is this and then I just couldn't believe, and then I was reading a little bit more, mm -hmm. and the uh, pictures of a graphically they got like their wounds and 
hurts and mm -hmm. reading their interviews and oh gosh and then I just couldn't sleep and then I feel like I was hung by it and then I said no I think I cannot even write to write about these uh, poems because if I say something wrong you know mm -hmm. um, so I was not writing it and then I had to dream after dream and um yeah so then i started right like a little bit and then it was interesting that like first draft um i was um writing this poem during my um mfa and um it was just like a big camp like about 30 pages of poems and another part was because the language i'm talking to you that was i was start writing in english and then I got in some point there, like, I cannot express it in English. So first my like reading was changed to Korean because um, I cannot express the emotion through in English. So I gave them a Korean voice, you know, and it got um, edited, edited, and then it became, um, these pages but I, I sometimes I still choking and crying with just like out of blue right and um yeah and I still too. yes and um and so actually um this is just like my first time that I wrote like play write about this comfort woman mm -hmm. uh, it is a working process but just a little scene that I did um did work and then so it's gonna be um, in YouTube live stream in October second. Oh wow! Yes. <laughs> That's how are you? How excited are you about that? I I am very excited. So like I just got the um, the director from mm -hmm. the play right, and then she said, um, "Do you have more scenes?" So, so I don't know how it goes, but. Um, it's gonna be live stream on October second, so I definitely will let you know. It's gonna be a short scene, but um, I think that is when you ask me the question at the beginning. Say, do you have like a mission to speak for silent voices? And then um, we think like we assuming so much. Oh, everybody will know about this story, right? But then it's like whenever I read this poem and then you know what? So many people came to me and say like, oh, this is like a first time that I heard about this story. Thank you for writing that poems. And then actually, oh my goodness, like now that I remember, I was doing the workshop with uh, Lagna Beach a couple years ago. And um, one of the ladies, she was diagnosed with uh, cancer and then she had just couple months to leave and she came to my workshop and then she sent me a beautiful email afterwards that mm -hmm. thank you for sharing your poem and then thank you for writing it I so whenever I feel like oh am I doing right or whatever then I just think about her how she encouraged and she said thank you so much and then came to my workshop. Wow. Even though, uh, I, I I don't know I, I don't know how I'm getting in there, but um, um yes. So um, 
And I, mean, I, I don't, yeah. That just must have been so amazing to, amazing and like powerful to hear. Hmm. So it just like feels like, um, how do I say, Lance, that um, sometimes like this, like a kind of subject get mm-hmm. into you and you don't want to write about it, but like you feel like you must write it. It's like as- a, another something is controlling. Something is trying to tell its story through you, right? Mm-hmm. Something is it's something bigger than you trying to come out yes so like even though I talk about like you know the second period like Mm. you know about like talking about it or like learning English or like whatever I could just let go you know about that story but after I wrote that poem and then so like oh gosh you know what that is like it reminds me of the story I read that story. Where did I read it? Oh, I read it in, um, oh my God. I remember like just June, I was in New York City and then I was reading. They have the gospel, some mm. gospel reading. So it's in Long Island. So like they made, we read it in person. So that was in first person, just like last June. And I read that poem and guess what? This um, man, came from um italy right and then he came up to me and then said oh my goodness tanya you made me cry because the second period of the poem exactly the same poem he said he came to the united states uh, when he was like 14 years old something and then um people um his friends make it like fun of him for his mm-hmm. accent and whatever. And then he's like almost 50 years old. And then he goes like, you bring me my memory. And then when you like read that poem, I cried. He said, I cried. Wow. So just like that little, you know, the poem that I share and then it reaches so many people. And then he goes like, thank you so much for that poem. That was just happened in June. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so I think um, we don't take granted, you know, but I think whatever experience and then the true emotion gets to another heart. I think like a poem is writing your heart, I think. And then it yes. connects to each other's um, heart. I think it, it's not, the, not so much of the language. I think it's hard, don't you think? Yeah, no, I, 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 it's, it's, um, you have to open up your heart to be open to poetry. You have to open up your heart, your, your mind, your spirit in some ways too. Yes, yes. But I think yes. it's, it's, it's opening up your heart to vulnerability and like letting yourself be vulnerable yeah to like the emotions you know the one of the words like vulnerable is like so important if Mm -hmm. we're not vulnerable like we're not if we're not vulnerable to each other we really don't know each other right and that's and that's so important um 
Well, and I am so sad to say this. We have to, we are at, we are closing in on the end of our episode today, but this has been so amazing, Tanya. Thank you so much for sharing your poems and your words. But before we go, I want to congratulate you because your book is selected for your book, uh, um, is just, it's selected for the Korean Diaspora Literary Book Essays Contest. I know. How, how do you feel about that? That's a that's such big news. I know. I am just like so happy to hear about that. Um, mm-hmm. That is the you know um, the mother to myself. And that book got selected, and then that's so in Korean um, literature translation center in Korea, they selected 25 books out of people who are diaspora. And then, so one of my book got, um, select, and then I want like people to read it and then write an essay. Um, Mm -hmm. they're like giving so many prizes, like a $17,500 prize. Oh, wow four to 37 people like mm-hmm. you know students then you know others and but more than that I think um it is so important to contact and connect with my homeland as well too they um so what I said in the YouTube and then you know for interview mm-hmm. um that I am just so glad that like I am keep writing in both languages you know yeah it's not easy like and then if you find like the um like my interview with the lunch ticket you know and Mm -hmm. how do you write in both languages you know it is tough yeah um it is really tough and then um just like trying to finding like one word you know Mm -hmm. how sometimes i feel like it's going to go translate to Korean or translate to English, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I worried about it at some stage, but I had to let go of it. And then so if I wanted to write in just Korean and then just write in Korean and then think about translation later. Sometimes, you know, just like whatever it comes, English or Korean, which emotion. But I explained to you about the feelings, like, it's two different feelings sometimes mm-hmm. when I right. write it in English or Korean. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much. Oh my no, gosh, I mean, it's so short. <laughs> that, no, I know, I know. This is, I feel like we could go on this forever, but good. the good news to our listeners is that you can see Tanya in so many mm-hmm. places. She's on YouTube. She has so many interviews out there. She, You have um, an interview coming up uh, soon, right? Yes. So... Um, they, I'm going to interview, um, with the Korean literature, um, center in Korea as well too in November. And then there's another one is up there already. So you could check it out in my website and then contact me, you know, if you have any question. Yes. 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 No. So this is you, there's so much of Tanya out there. You, can find her so many places so please 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 check them out it's so exciting i mean the all of these must be so exciting for you and i'm so glad that the world gets to Mm. hear you and read your poems and you know all see so much of you out there it's so it's so inspiring Mm. and so amazing so thank you so much for allowing us to be part of that tanya 
do you and tanya's books right now are available at skylight books right now so you can see them on display in our podcast display right now but yeah go out there and grab a copy and really immerse yourself in this beautiful beautiful poetry tanya do you have anything you would like to say to our listeners in the independent bookstore community Oh, yes. So the book cover is actually itself um, our comfortable women took a picture in 1944. And that picture won um, at the very first lady is her name is Bagyong Shim. And she passed away in 2006. But then um, I think like one of another like interviews, I hold her like pictures, um, mm. holding that picture. So I just wanted to um, let you know that my cover page of my poetry, the words through with the in, um, are actually come for women. And mm. then the pregnant, um, the younger name is Park Yong Shim. So, wow. And so... Mm. Wow, that's yes. It's so beautiful. If you, everyone, when you look at come to the bookstore to pick up this book, just look at this cover and take a minute. Let it mm. really just sink in there. Yes. But no, thank you, Tanya, and thank you to our listeners out there for tuning in for another episode. Um, this is all for you, and we really appreciate it. Thank you again, Tanya, and to everyone. Have a great and beautiful rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Skylight Books podcast series. Please don't forget to visit our website at skylightbooks.com and make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for more author talks and bookseller conversations. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Stay safe and healthy, and we hope to see you back in our store soon.